Hello, welcome back to Talk Female Friday with me, Lucy Grimwade. And you know what I'm going to say, you know how I'm going to start this. If you haven't done this already, please go and check out the show notes for completing the survey around female leadership. I'm currently collecting some data to build, um, just to build out some more content things for us to talk about um, and look at potentially female leadership program as well so please do go and check out the show notes because your voice matters your opinion matters in this episode today I am welcoming back Jess as per usual um last not last week the week before episode that you listened to we were actually in Edinburgh celebrating Jess's 30th birthday and we were having a conversation earlier this week and we thought why don't we do an episode on what it's like to kind of leading up to 30 to what it's like being being over 30 so Jess is new into it I'm four years into it (laughs) um so Jess welcome to the podcast again Thank you very much. I, uh, I'm beginning to feel like it's a joint podcast, the amount of times you have me on here. <laughs> Absolutely agree. I even said this to Jess when she joined. I was like, do you think maybe we should just turn this into our thing? Because you're always on <laughs> Now, I'll just become, like I said, I'll just become a filler. Whatever you need someone, I'm there, even at short notice. <laughs> Brilliant. As per usual, this short notice, because I think we spoke about this yesterday and we're recording today. So yeah so when Jess and I were having a conversation just around like even leading up to turning 30 it actually got me starting to reflect and think about what it was like for me when I turned 30 and Jess it'd be great to kind of hear hear kind of your views on it because I think you and I have come from different places with it as well for me getting to 30 I remember just being away with my mum we went away for a weekend which was all lovely um but I genuinely didn't feel like I was where I wanted to be at 30. It's not where I had imagined myself. Mm-hmm. I want, I thought I'd be married. I thought that I would be owning a house. I thought I'd be further along in my career. And I definitely went through a bit of a spiral of like, I'm 30, I'm not married, I don't have all these things, to like being the woman that I am now. But yours is slightly different, isn't it? Yeah, so I think in terms of kind of, not being where I thought I would be that's probably right in terms of you know my degree background and stuff but in terms of not owning a house and not being married that was never a plan for I mean that's not even a plan for especially the not married is not a plan for 40 50 60 you know that's (laughs) just not my not my idea of fun I was never one of them don't get me wrong I do have a Pinterest board for wedding dresses and stuff because I think they're pretty but it's never been one of them things where I've been like oh my god I need to get married at like Disney or whatever like it's just not my cup of tea but I definitely think career-wise um I probably thought I'd be in a a different space like I love what I do um I find it really interesting completely out of what my background is I deal with numbers and me and numbers are not friends like I can't believe I'm trusted with the numbers I'm trusted with um But definitely, yeah, I mean, journalism and publishing was the angle I was aiming for. Um, And I think as well, I mean, I didn't go to university until I just turned, well, I was about to turn 21 in the October as we started in the September. So, you know, I was already quite a, quite a late, late goer to uni, I suppose. Um, So I guess for me to be where I am now at 30, earning what I'm earning with the role that I've got, I I'm happy with that more than happy like because I didn't expect to be here in this career I thought I'd take a different path um but in terms of yeah I guess your usual kind of to put it in kind of quotes like women's timeline 
Mm. I was that like I didn't have I've got no expectations of ever having kids no expectations of like getting married people might judge me for this but no expectations of moving out of home because it is so cheap <laughs> um so yeah yeah and and just this is why I wanted us to talk about this because we've come from so so like different perspectives it's very similar but it's also very different and I was reflecting on what we would talk about on this episode today and excuse me I wonder that with me with with that pressure because I put a lot of pressure on myself in fact I got quite sick with it I was so poorly um that I had really like stressed myself out about it I ended up going to the doctors I ended up getting signed off work for two weeks because I had got myself into such a tither with it because and this sounds awful what I'm about to say or maybe not awful just a kind of reflection but I was so pressurized by the people that I had in my life and Jess and mm. I've talked about this a lot everyone I knew was getting married everyone I felt like everyone was like having children or planning their weddings or going on luxurious holidays or starting a business or, or, or all of these things and I didn't have any of that and I looked at myself and I was looking at it as a very glass half empty person I felt very trapped um things were very messy I was in a great job but I wasn't really enjoying it I wanted to be further up the, the career ladder and somebody and wrongly or rightly all I ever got told was oh well, Lucy you've got your career so when I used to be not married and have kids and, and I'm still that person now I'm still not married still don't have kids I'm child free by choice yes I have a puppy and yes we now have bought our property um but a lot of people would always turn around to me and just be like, oh, well, Lucy, you've got your career. Like, there we go, Lucy. You know, you're a career girl. And that actually, I think they were trying to be kind, but it's actually quite offensive. Yeah. No, I I agree with you. I mean, uh, maybe I'm just a little bit more kind of go with the flow. What happens, happens. I mean, you know me. I'm very much a glass half empty person because then if anything goes wrong, I can't be disappointed. Like, that's just who I am. But I do think that stems from you know, I failed my GCSEs, I failed A-levels, I ended up doing a BTEC, which is why I went to university much later than kind of, I say much later, it was what, three years later than kind of everyone else. Um, But it's funny that you kind of say about, you know, your friends um, getting married and that sort of thing. Whenever any of my friends announce they're getting married or they're having a baby, don't get me wrong, I'm excited for them, but there's part of me that goes, I'm still free, like I can still really control my own life. I'm this is going to make me sound really, really selfish. And I know we've had conversations about the word selfish, but I like the fact that I've still got that freedom. Mm. Like I don't have to consider really anyone else in my decisions. Like don't get me wrong, if I'm going out, I'll tell mum because I live with her just out of courtesy. But I don't have to consider that, you know, what I'm doing or anything. It's just a case of mum, I'm off out for coffee with a friend. I'll be home when I'm home sort of thing. There's no... There's no kind of panic in that someone else needs to do something or that sort of thing. And I think that's what I quite like. And I mean, you know me, Lucy, you know that I'm career driven, like that's who I am. So until I've kind of found my place in the career world, I don't think I am going to want to do anything else because, you know, I'm juggling a career, a full time career. Um, I'm juggling a part time PhD looking after family, trying to fit in a social life, trying to fit in reading all of my books that I've got. I just don't have time for an extra, this sounds really awful again, but an extra person. Like yeah. it's 
I just don't have that factored time for someone else to kind of be needing me if that makes sense it does make sense and actually I can really even though I've been with my partner for a long time now I think it's seven years this year seven eight years I don't know seven eight years <laughs> we go with that um at the right at the beginning it was really really hard and I think it was was really unfair on him as well because I was in such a different place to where I am now but that I think the why our relationship works is because it's similar to what you're saying Jess like if I'm going out of course I'll say like oh by the way I'm going out but it's we are a partnership but we're also very individual and you saying what you're saying and I think this is why things are very difficult for me when I turned 30 because I felt like I should be married with kids and etc etc but I didn't like step back and ask myself is that what you want I was just going by what the magazines were telling me what the girls that I used to hang around with were were telling me and I was feeling this like crazy pressure again suffering from comparisonitis and it wasn't until I actually had a coach so when I turned 30 probably about a year later I actually found a coach and started working with a coach that I figured out what I did want and what my values were and actually one day we probably will get married because we've been together for a while now but I found out that actually I I am career driven and there's actually nothing wrong with that and it's so nice who at 30 saying that I wish I had that gumption almost to have gone actually I am career driven and what yeah I think I don't know I think for me I saw a lot of my friends from school go off and do that I don't know how to say this without kind of dropping something in that's going to sound really bitchy and it isn't at all but they went off and joined those generic businesses around the area I live in that was like oh you know when we're at school they're like oh my family member or my family friend or whatever works here so I'm going to go off and and I was always like I'm not doing that like I'm not going to just stick around and get a job for the sake of getting a job um and I you know I moved to London I did three years in London for my degree and it was some of the best three years of my life don't get me wrong the moment my final exam finished I was back in my halls in the third year of my degree packing my boxes for my parents to pick me up the very next day to bring me back home because it was so much cheaper but I I think that's why I didn't compare myself as much because I went off and did completely different things to most of the people I know so Mm. I left my hometown for three years whereas most of the people I know didn't so I didn't need to compare myself because we were doing completely different things if that makes sense that's that's the difference for me yeah and you know what Jess now you're saying that the people that are used to be um because we've talked about this like decluttering friendships etc you're right the people that I did surround myself with hadn't had the experiences I had had because I had left so I'm originally from a little town between um, Eastbourne and Brighton and I went to university in Bristol which was was the furthest way I kind of wanted to go far away but not too far Bristol was kind of the furthest I would kind of commit to um (laughs) And, and interestingly, the people that I went to university with are very similar to kind of the conversations that you and I have. And then meeting your friends over the, the your birthday weekend, I found very kind of commonalities with them, even though one of them was married, but she was still very career driven. The other one had just moved in with her partner. And we were, even though I was older, like I was probably like six, seven years older than one of them, awkward, um, but kind of a little bit 
the similar age kind of to you and was the other and I found that it was very interesting us just having that conversation yeah I think that's why I mean despite the fact that that's saying that you know you make your best friends at university is quite true for me like my closest friends are my friends I made it uni well some of them some have been made elsewhere obviously but um I think that's why I think that's why I'm so lucky because my friends at uni were career driven like I got that feel from them from the first I mean don't get me wrong we did that whole we'll leave assignments till last minute kind of thing we were never (laughs) we were never that good but the moment we all had the chance to go off and find careers or carry on with the next step in our path towards a career we either went off and got careers or I you know I went off and did part-time work in a shop while I did my master's but we were all very much focused on the next step in the ladder um and despite one of my friends like you say being married it's made absolutely no difference to her she's still going out kicking ass and just being incredible with her own career and it's amazing to see yeah she got an amazing job as well I found I found her so interesting and I was very lucky that I got to spend a whole day with her because there were similar things that we wanted to do when we was in Scotland and it was great because we really got to kind of share even though you know I thought maybe we'd like to talk numbers and stuff at the end but actually it was just nice spending time with somebody that she was asking me loads of questions I was asking her loads of questions um yeah kind of went off on the tangent there but just if they're both listening just really enjoy spending time with you both if you want to keep in touch let me know yeah because you know Lucy <laughs> did not plug this podcast at all while we're in Edinburgh never heard about it you know oh, once ever yeah <laughs> I literally think I spoke about it every day at least yeah. twice a day um we you know I've got to promote it somehow when Jess and I were talking about doing this episode we were kind of thinking about sharing the things that we have learned like moving up into kind of being 30 and now what we want to take with us into our 30s etc and obviously one of the things was around what we've just talked about there in regards to where we where we thought we would be and I think the main lesson that I would take away from that is actually everyone's on their own different timeline and I definitely feel and it sounds so cliche it sounds like a meme almost doesn't it like everyone's on their own timeline but generally everyone is on their own timeline and it's something that I wish I'd known sooner I wish 20 year old me was told that yeah I think I completely agree um, don't get me wrong, I know I've said I didn't compare myself and stuff, but I did at times feel like I was a bit behind in terms of going to uni a bit later or failing my GCSEs, you know, that all knocked me back a year. But actually, it wasn't until, it might have been my stepmom actually, it wasn't until she said how proud she was for the fact that I didn't give up. Like I could have failed my GCSEs and gone, forget it, there's nothing else for me to do. Um, that actually I thought, do you know what, I've done the right thing by move into a college where I literally moved to college with I think there was one person I knew who had come from the same school as me um because we both failed our GCSEs um and then we went through college together um until I did the BTEC and they went off and literally did what I would have loved to have done they're like now I think they now teach um forensic science which I think is incredible um so yeah but apart from that one person and us going along together everyone else is on their own path and I think I struggled with that kind of when I was 17 18 but um yeah now at the age of 30 I've noticed that you know with friends and things like that we're all still on different 
career paths, but we're still um, we're still very linked, if that makes sense. But we don't have to compare it anymore. I feel like I've just completely rambled and that didn't make any sense whatsoever. <laughs> no, it, it makes sense. And I think it just feeds back into that kind of timeline. We're all on our own different timelines and we do our own different things and that's okay. And we should we should be okay with that. And which yeah. kind of leads me on to, and I just want to apologise now if anyone hears a puppy howl, it's, um, I'm having to pick up my dog right now because she was just howling so um just like and Jess feels in for me that is why um, <laughs> awkward um this is why I should be getting the podcast edited but choose not to um more fun this way it is more fun this way I think that kind of leads on to another learning really um for me just around um that kind of being different and I think that we live in a society and we've lived in a society for so long and to kind of be cookie cutter versions of things but actually your difference is your strength and it was a girlfriend of mine who said that to me a couple of years ago and I never really got it until really maybe more recently over the last year where I've seen that being different is a massive strength. Yeah I agree so I've always been a little bit weird and out there and not out there in terms of what I wear and stuff but I'm loud I'm really bloody annoying. I know that. Like, but these are all the things that make me, me. And how boring would the world be if we were all the same? If none of us had our own opinions, our own choices, the world would be a very boring place. Um, You know, and I've always been a little bit, a little bit nerdy, a little bit geeky. Like, give me Harry Potter, Doctor Who, and a good book any day of the week. And I am set. Um, And I think that's what I... I think because of being bullied through school, I thought being different was wrong. And society and, you know, growing up reading like um, Shout Magazine and Miz and, you know, all those 90s teenage magazines sort of things (laughs) um, really kind of made me realise that I can be, well, at that point, I couldn't be who I wanted to be. But then I went off to college, made new friends then university was when it really hit me because, and you can probably vouch for, the, vouch for this, Lucy, but my couple of uni friends you met were so different from each other. Like we're just, I would say we're opposites in so many ways. Um, mm. And if it wasn't for them and their uniqueness, I think, I like the word uniqueness. I think that's what's great about us all. We're all so unique. I would never have been able to fully accept who I don't get me wrong, I've not fully, fully accepted who I was. We all have those pickups and things that we want to pick out about ourselves. But actually, I'm completely more with being myself now than I have been in a in a really long time. And if you don't like it, there's the door. Don't let it hit you on the way out. Yeah, and what a great point you made there around kind of your experience from school, like similar here, like I was bullied at school, significantly bullied at school for being different for whatever reason that was not looking the same or um or just make whatever the reasons were um but I think about it sometimes I think like why why like why did you pick on me (laughs) like um 
and I think it does make you think doesn't it does it makes you you're being told at that kind of formative age that you can't be different you have to be like everyone else to be accepted yeah. and actually that isn't true and I wish that we could I, I do wonder if that's changed now slightly with kind of the rise of social media and the rise of being authentic and being vulnerable but I don't know if that's getting down to kind of school ages I don't know anybody in that space to kind of ask that question yeah I mean my little cousin I call her little she's 20 25 I'm sure she's 25 you will probably know this better than I will since you know you met her the other weekend but yes 25 she she comes across as quite shy but she also oozes this confidence like there's just something about her that I just want to be like where did you get this confidence from where did you pick this up from at 25 like still at 25 I'm still trying to find out who I was and what I wanted to do and all of that and then you know she comes along with a fantastic artwork and all of this great stuff that I always wish I have not got a creative bone in my body in terms of art don't expect a straight stick man kind of thing but she's just got this confidence I'd love to know where it oozes from and I think that's like you were saying maybe it's not a school thing but maybe it's more of a you know she went off to university she didn't go far from university but she left home she made some fantastic friends she's got rid of some friends that I think dragged her down slightly in the nicest way possible um and I think that's probably helped her and I think just to have I mean she left home at 18 so that probably helped her and I think that's part of for me where the issue might have lay a little bit as well because I didn't live home till I was yeah what 20 nearly 21 so, yeah, yeah I, so I also left home. She's going to bark in a second, by the way. So I might quickly put myself on mute again, Jess. <laughs> um, I left home at 18 as well. And I think that that was, I left home, came came back and then I left home and then mm. I didn't return home again. Um, but I wasn't confident like how your cousin cousin is. Yeah. Um, she was. She is very confident. She's kind of quietly confident in, yeah, in, a, she in a weird way. Even though I said she oozes it, she oozes it in, yeah, this kind of really under kind of under the covers kind of way if that makes sense but you can just tell she's um I don't know she's she's just got this confidence that I wish I had at her age which is something again another lesson I guess that's your confidence will grow as you get older like again don't compare your confidence to someone else's yeah agreed and somebody said to me um a few weeks ago maybe it was longer um, she said, have you always been, have you always been this confident? I was like, not, not really. It's only been the last, well, since I've turned 30, that I've had the balls and the guts to do all the things that I, that I do in regards to like doing a podcast, writing posts, you know, public speaking. If 10 years ago, I wouldn't be doing any of this stuff. You know, I, I turned 34 next week and then 24 year old me would not even have the confidence to go and stand on a stage and speak but if you asked me to go and do that tomorrow I'd go and do it yeah 30 year old me would not have that confidence like <laughs> even doing this podcast with you like I'm like this is so far out of my comfort zone oh but you're so good oh well thanks I'll take that. <laughs> um, but it's again it's that whole thing of your confidence will continue to grow like if you compare us to like four years doesn't feel a long time but actually in terms of where we both are four years is a long a long time you know I'm kind of in my view still at the start of my career journey whereas you're probably in the middle of your career journey and really focusing on 
your next step and where you want to go and you want to get to sure. that higher role and I mean we all we both know that we joke about taking over the world and all of that thing but for me at the age of 30 I don't even know if I'd been ready to manage a team properly yet like I managed I was an assistant manager in a store and I managed a bit of a team there it was the scariest thing I've ever done I'm not gonna lie but now that was when I was what that was what four years ago but give ask me that option now and to do it in kind of a head office situation I don't think I'd be prepared for that whereas I know it's something you can do and that shows the four years difference does that make yeah, sense yeah it does and I think um as you were saying that I was just reflecting actually that even though I started this podcast by saying I wasn't in the career space that I thought I'd end up but actually just before I turned 30 I was working in one job and um, unfortunately, it was one of the best organisations I've ever worked in, actually. Um, I had a global role, which was amazing. But the salary was really crap. I'll be honest with you, it was really, really poor. And, you know, I live in near London. I live on the, the kind of, you know, west of London. It's not the cheapest area. I choose to live in this area. So side note, I know choice here. I do choose to live here. Um, but just before that, I actually ended up getting a, a new role and working really hard to get this role into a um, a really prestigious company I doubled my salary within a year I had doubled my salary um, with the skill set that I had grown within a year and then by the time I was 30 I was earning the salary that I never thought I would be earning and it was just the, the kind of push that I needed I think I knew in my head I was turning 30 and I needed something you know how some people have all these different things um, yeah I didn't I forgot about that and it's actually having this conversation has made me realize that actually I was achieving stuff I just wish I knew that at the time yeah I think you know it's that kind of hindsight is a wonderful thing so if you look back actually you might not have thought it at 30 god that's a sentence to try and say but you were probably where you actually wanted to be at 30 regardless of kind of whether it followed down the path you thought you were gonna it might have been that you're in a different career role but actually what you were where you were situated if that makes sense in your role is where you wanted to be but maybe just not in the right career area I think that's what I'm yeah trying to say. no it's exactly <laughs> that no it's exactly that and you know another thing that Jess and I were talking about before we wanted to do this recording was um if you see my LinkedIn post, but I'll put it in the, the show notes so you can read it. Um, I basically found my old stuff when I was at school and at university, which kind of spotlight gave me the inspiration to speak to Jess about this for us to kind of do this episode. And I found, um, interestingly, when I was kind of 14, I wanted to go and be a journalist and go to university to do journalism. Jess actually went to university and did a journalism degree and ended up not going it down that path. <laughs> so even though in my LinkedIn post, I write, you know, I could have been the editor for Vogue magazine. But the truth is, I could have gone and done that degree and still ended up where I am. So, you know, I've had more time to reflect on it. But I think that's another kind of lesson learning there is you sometimes your expectations you got to kind of keep them at like a middle ground. Like, yeah, I have high expectations. I think we all know that. But I think sometimes try and keep it at a middle ground because the shoulda, woulda, coulda. You could have, yeah, of course you could. You could have gone and done all that stuff and you could have still ended up where you are now. Yeah. It, it just so happens that you, you know, this is the door that you were open that you're walking on. A bit deep yeah. now, wasn't it? 
that was very, deep. Uh, very deep but I completely agree with it I think that's the thing never ask yourself shoulda woulda coulda because you beat yourself up about it I'm one of these people <laughs> you talked about getting deep hold on I'm one of these people that very much feels like your your life's kind of mapped out for you so where we are now is exactly where we're meant to be there's no reason that we're not where our life plan is yeah and don't get me wrong I'm not I'm not religious like I I'm just not a religious person but I do feel like whoever or whatever's looking over me has planned my life out like I was talking to my mum a couple of months ago and she said something to me I can't remember exactly what it was but I remember the final line being yeah but mum it could be that tomorrow I could walk out this house and get run over by a bus it's that sort of thing like where you're meant to be is where you're meant to be whether it's you know whether at 14 for you or 18 well six I think I was about I was probably about 14 when I realised I wanted to do, it was either journalism or law. Did a law A level and went, law is not me. Failed it terribly. <laughs> um, but at that point, that's when I was like, right, that's where I want to go. And actually, my life wasn't mapped out that way. And that's okay. You don't have to always reach your goals in a squiggly, it's a squiggly line again. Like your goals yeah. are not linear. Like if yeah. you're going to... This is going to sound really silly, but, you know, you might want to be an astronaut, but you might end up working in a store for seven or eight years before you get that role to get into the right role to get to be an astronaut, which probably sounds really silly, but it's that sort of thing. No, I completely completely agree with you because sometimes you have to take these different steps to get to where you need to be. And sometimes it's also okay. I just want you to kind of, as we talk about this stuff, it's also okay to not know what you're doing and where you're going yeah. and you can be lost in a in a kind of sea of because there's so many things that are out there now Jess isn't there like yeah. we were talking about this the other day there's so many job roles out there now that didn't even exist kind of 10 15 20 30 40 50 years ago I think yeah. about social media manager that didn't exist like literally two years ago yeah. so you know there's all these different roles that are out there that no matter your age or whoever you're listening who's ever listening now whether you're kind of a parent to, to, to children or um whatever age or whatever gender you are it doesn't really matter you know if you don't know where you want to go because like Jess says it's kind of where you're meant to be and I don't know do I agree with that I agree with it on a certain kind of sense mm. and like you know you are where you are you know you do you all of that <laughs> that's my <laughs> favorite thing that I say at the moment isn't it you do um, but I also you know I'm not particularly very religious e- either but I do believe in putting stuff out to to the universe which I do mm. sometimes I do a bit of manifesting but my partner also kind of has a bit of a view on kind of when it's your time it's your time yeah. and he's experienced a lot in his life from um a friend of his passed away in a car accident and it was like a fluke car accident he also had another friend that was caught up in the bombings in um uh london so you know sometimes you're it's not about being in the right right place at the right time or the wrong place at the wrong time it's just unfortunately that's what's been mapped out for you so he's also a little bit on that so i i kind of believe that too yeah, because there's, there's moments as well where like I'm driving on a motorway and the next thing I know 
uh, there's been times when I've like left earlier or left later and I've missed a car accident and normally like when I see the times that it's happened it would be a time where I'd be at that kind of spot so I do kind of believe in sometimes the universe does have your back yeah I, I think, think you're on the right I path yeah and I don't think it matters who you believe in whether you're religious or not there is always someone or something whatever you want to believe or like you know I'm like you like I manifest things sometimes I'm like I just need this thing but regardless of who you believe is looking over you what you believe you know you could believe that unicorns look over you or whatever there is always someone looking over you in on your shoulder telling you you can do this or like you're saying leave the office a bit earlier or leave the office a bit later or do you know what you were planning to go out today but don't it's that sort of yeah it's that saying isn't it where you kind of it's not a saying at all I don't know why I said it's a saying (laughs) but it's that kind of either follow your heart or follow your gut which one's stronger in that moment yeah I agree with you and just I love that you've brought in unicorns again into this episode (laughs) I think that every episode we do now with each other you have to at least bring up unicorns um I I just I also we've been quite negative I think on some of the stuff not negative realistic with some Mm. of the stuff we've talked about but there's been some positives as well with kind of coming up to 30 turning 30 and I think there are so many advantages to I love being in my 30s over being in my 20s I think being in my 20s was hard was so hard it was just finding your feet finding where you're going not having enough money etc um I don't know do you agree yeah I think for me my 20s was definitely finding my feet learning who I am still not 100% sure with who I am but it's that I mean I'm what a week in to my 30s I think was it a week ago my birthday maybe a week and a day but whatever but that was who I was and I was you know still fighting comments from people about what I should and shouldn't be doing and that sort of thing and actually I think my 30s is the moment where I'm going to find myself I'm going to know exactly not where I want to be as such but what I want to do and how I need to go about doing it and um I was petrified of turning 30. Every time someone said to me, oh, you're going to be 30, I'm like, yeah, let's not mention it. Like, I don't want to be 30. But actually, even though I don't feel a different age, I feel different, if that makes sense. There's just something that um, has clicked and I'm now like, well, it's my time to really work out who I want to be, what I want to do, where I'm going to go, who who I want in my life, who I don't want again, that kind of whole clearing clearing everything out and really starting again and it feels I quite like having a birthday in October one because I love autumn but two it's that point of the year where I start to get ready for the next year so I'm starting to plan what I want to do and where I want to be and that sort of stuff ready for next year now so I guess my 30s come at a nice point because I can just reset yeah I completely agree with you on, on that note and I do think I know you've only a week into it but that's exactly how I, when I kind of got over myself a little bit, so I probably took a bit longer than you. But when I finally got over myself, I was where you are now in the sense of um, kind of feeling like, okay, I know I said, like, let's try and talk a bit, we've been a bit negative, let's talk about something positive. But I also want to say as well that my partner, when he, so he turns 40 next month as well. Uh, he'll kill me for saying that. Um, but he had a really bad time in his 30s 
and even like meeting me I'm like but you met me so you know it wasn't too bad but like that doesn't take away he had gone through Mm -hmm. so if you ever speak to him he'll always say oh my life turned to shit when I turned 30 but you know I just think that that's his that's his kind of um his kind of lived experience but I also think he grew stronger as a person that he he was given all of these challenges and we've been together seven years eight years seven eight years I'll have to check that um (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure it's seven I'll check it um he's definitely grown as a person from the person I met to who he is now is but same with me to who he met then to who I am now is completely different and we've both grown to be better stronger people um I just so happened to turn 30 in that time and grow and change then but he just so happened to have gone through different challenges and we just went through those challenges together and now he's turning 40 I'm going to try and make sure that you know it's not down to me it's down to him obviously but the people around him he's got better people around him is what I think I'm trying to say in my in my rambled not trying to give too much away about him because he'd kill me but um you know yeah feeling for me Jess before I dig myself a deeper hole (laughs) I agree I think it's about your support who you've got around you and they make the difference as to how you're gonna what your what your next decade is gonna be like basically because let's be honest we've got well I not you sorry not rubbing it in but I've got 10 years now to really build out my 30s which is terrifying you know and I've at least eight of them are going to be spent writing a PhD, you know, hopefully six. <laughs> but oh, I know that that's definitely going to define some of my 30s. So I'm going to need the right people around me to support me. And if I don't have that right unit, everything, excuse my language a minute, but it's going to go to shit. Yeah. Let's be honest, that's exactly what it will do. Whereas like for yourself, you've got six years to carry on growing up that ladder and defining who you are and that sort of thing. And actually regardless of us being realistic or not, I think we're both really excited for what's to come. Like, especially for me, like, you know, a week a week and a day into my 30s and minus the fact I came back from Edinburgh with this cold, so I apologise in advance for the husky voice and the constant sniffing. Um, but minus all of that, I'm really excited to see what it brings. Who knows what's around the corner and what I'm going to face, what challenges I'm going to face, but also what exciting things... I've got coming up like I could yeah win the lottery and travel the world I mean that'd be nice but you don't know like so yeah it's just a very exciting time to come with hopefully all the right people there to support you know you just reminded me you know your mum bought us a lottery ticket each oh yes by the way I won the millions no I didn't really um I need to find that and check to see if we did win you just yeah, reminded me I'll, I'll check that yeah, you're probably the one sitting on it. I We were nothing. Mum, like, checked it when we were in Edinburgh in the hotel room and ripped it off. And I was like, nothing on that then, Mum. <laughs> oh, no, I'll check it. I'll, I'll find it and check it. I know I put it in my wallet, so I'll grab it and check it. <laughs> um, but you're right. Like, I, I am genuinely really excited about what there is to come over the next kind of six years plus, really. And I definitely am in a position now where I've got so much more experience. I've got so much more knowledge. I've got some more qualifications under my belt. Um, I really want to start my own business, which I know we always talk about, um, kind of build that out, whatever that's going to look like. I really want to build that out over the next few years and be running that full time eventually. 
um, and making a difference to more women and sharing, you know, us being, us talking about this today, I just hope that whoever's listening can just take something away from it. Um, and people do. It's really lovely to to, to kind of, and I don't shout about it enough, I know that I should, but I do get lovely messages from people saying how much they really enjoyed episodes and how it kind of changed the way they think and then they've used some of it when some of the solo things that I do, Jess, is around which I'm sure you know because I'm sure you listen to the other ones <laughs> she says winking at her um I do I try and do stuff to kind of help people along with their work workloads etc and I had a message the other week from someone going I was listening to your storytelling because I was doing a presentation and I was prepping it all out and it really helped me deliver this presentation and I was like brilliant and that's you know even if it just helps one person that's you know that's what I'm here for at the end of the day one person just takes one person to make one big difference yeah exactly it's like when we were in Edinburgh and I feel like this is a very not that I'm trying to finish your podcast like I'm not sick of talking to you but I feel like this is a great kind of point to finish on for you and your confidence more than anything but um when we were in Edinburgh on the Sunday yeah the Sunday we met my dad and my stepmom and I went home well home went back to the hotel with them and everyone else was with my mom and in the car I was just talking to my stepmom about you and stuff and the one thing that she said to me that really stuck with me is you could really learn a lot from Lucy and it's true like just your confidence and all that sort of stuff she said you could learn a lot and that that stuck with me because it proved that over the weekend she got to know who you were and I think that makes such a difference um and I've learned loads from you over the last year already like and I'm not just saying this to like boost your ego as I can see your head expanding on screen you know that sort of thing (laughs) um but it you know, in the last year, I've learned loads from you, but also to have someone tell me that goes to show that they can see the impact you can make on everyone, basically. Can I say that means a lot? It makes me feel slightly emotional, but it means a lot to hear that feedback. And you hadn't said that to me before. So you're, you're catching it like this is a, an initial reaction from me. Um, catching me off guard, I was trying to say. You're, you know, that's, that's really kind. And it was so nice to meet your stepmom as well, because interestingly (laughs) it turns out that if I was still working at my previous place we would have worked together because she's a um, part of a third party that I would have worked with etc etc and it was so funny because it was like literally missed each other by like a day basically um so it was really funny because when she was talking about it I was like oh right because I do that as a job too and it was just so interesting to meet someone that does a very similar background to me but so scary that I was like uh Jess you do know that like me and Liz were gonna pretty much work together and you're like what (laughs) it was so funny yeah small world very Very small small world world. but I find that with tech tech and retail small world trust yeah. me very i think jess you're right that would be a and like let's leave the the kind of podcast there i think we've shared loads about what it's been like kind of leading up to 30 being 30 etc um and i guess that just leaves me to say thank you for joining me again all of jess's information will always be in the show notes anything that we've talked about today as well will also be in the show notes um if you're new here please subscribe and if you haven't left a review yet please leave a review um and also i'm sorry to plug this one more time but just the survey if you can um share that around with your friends your family your colleagues anything that 
you can do to help with that would be amazing and um we'll talk female friday with you next week take care have a lovely weekend bye